0: They spend 12 12 weeks or 10 weeks on the carpet, yeah. And the Lord ministered to them and changed stuff in our hearts. So this is a follow-up. Women's worship is the 22nd of April um, with Vonita. Vonita, you want to come and tell us a bit more about women's worship? Kom vir ons TikTok, je kan maar food kom hoor. Trek uit jou skoene op heilige grond. <laughs> Vertel vir ons van One worship alsjeblieft wat jy gaan doen. Kijk hoe gespanne is hy die diep kant, die diep kant. <laughs> um,
1: En hier het vir my, hier 15, die vrouw wat werk, in kinderskijf en kost maak en maak om hulle een keer in my maartietje afgekeer en het sit. So dit is wat ons doen op die sykes, um, in Bethlehem het ons het in my huis gedoen, my huis um, rondgeskyfd, dan het het daar gedoen, En nou doen ons dit op die sitekis. So, ons gaan dit hierdie saterdag, nie, nie, hierdie saterdag, die... 22ste. 22ste, ja. Gaan ons dit op die uh, beach hang. Um, jy trek lekker casual aan, jy breng net jy koppie koffiekie saam, en een stoel is jy vol, of een ou klein kombaarsiekie, en dan sit ons daar op die strand, en ons wacht net vir die jere. Hy het wel vir my skrif gegeen, van die twee visies en die vijf brooikies, ek het nie idee wat hy daarmee moet maak nie. So, ek vertrouw op hom, so vertrouw jy op hom en kom net hierdie ochend. Ons begin vroeg, half 6. Gaan ons lekker daar sit en ons dan op die Heere wacht. Um, die Heere werk met my so'n ty keer die uur voor die tyd, dan geef jy vir my die woord. So um, kom geneed het saam met ons. Kom geneed die tyd saam die Heere. En vergeet bykie van man lief en van die kinders en van die honde en die katte. En kom spandeer net die uur of twee saam die Heere. Ek hoop ek sien julle allemaal daar.
0: Nou sy, thank you. <laughs> well done, let's give her a hand, she did well, hey? Thank um, you, Bonnie. The woman's worship is really, Bonnie, there's definitely anointing on her life. God's doing something, to so all the ladies, any birthdays this last week, any birthdays? No birthdays? Any anniversaries? No anniversaries? Fantastic. All right, so, would you please open your Bibles? Oh, What does that know? I was like, I'm just vibrating on the yeah, at the back. Um, please open your Bibles. So God is working in our church. I've been praying, Lord, please give me some signs. I need signs that the Lord is on my life. I need just like Gideon. I don't know if you remember the story about Gideon. He took that little cloth and he put it out and he said, Lord, let the cloth be dry and the ground wet. And the next time, God did that for him. And the next time, he said, "Okay, Lord, just to make sure that you are with me, please make the cloth wet and the ground around it dry." And the Lord did it. It's asking for confirmation. I've been asking the Lord for for a lot of confirmation regarding my ministry, what we're doing in church, here. are we on the right track? Are we hearing the Lord's voice? Um, are we acting correctly? Because I never want to be in a place where I assume that I do everything right and that you know. I've, do you understand what I'm trying to say? I don't know who has that struggle as well, but sometimes we just need the Lord to confirm something in our lives. And while I was preparing this message, it is just so profound to me how God can coordinate stuff in life. So we as a church, we're working through Matthew. And in Matthew 13, 31, we're going to read it now, don't put it on. We are in a certain place. And at home, where we are reading together, I want you to put that on for me in Exodus 12:15. This is where we are at our house, reading together. This week, we've read this. And Egypt, oh, the Jews had just come out of Egypt, and they had the Passover. Remember when they put the blood on the walls? It's interesting. When they took that blood, they put it on the upper post, left and right, but there were four spots with blood because the blood that dripped down on the ground. Now when Jesus, are you following? Are you following? They took Hesop and they wiped the blood and the blood would run down the post and they'd wipe the blood this side and the blood would run down the post and they'd wipe the blood there, but it can't run down, so it drips down. It's a cross. Left hand, right hand, head, the thorns, and the feet are you seeing the picture the blood on the left hand post the blood on the right hand post the blood on the lintel on top the thorns in his head and where his feet got knocked into that's where the blood drip it makes a cross you see the more i read the old testament the more i cannot agree with anybody saying that the god of the old testament the father is cruel I see love and love and love and love over and over and over and over and over and over. How? You know that in the Old Testament it says, if, if, if there's an adulterous relationship, you need to stone them to death. And people say, yeah, but that's cruel. No, it's not. You see, because God understands the curse that will come on the children from that adultery. And the generational curse after curse, and it's generations of cursing. God says stone them to death. It's cheaper. That's grace. That's mercy. I see a loving God. I see a loving God when he says, man will no longer live 900 years. Why? Because I don't want to contend with you with your sin for so long. Let's make it 120. That's grace. Because if you and I had to take the the hiding for our sin for 900 years? That would astronomical hiding. Now, you guys are most holy. You don't sin, eh? <laughs> but my 120 years of sin, it's a smaller hiding. I see grace in that. God says, I won't contend with you. This is God the Father. So I cannot agree. The more I read the Old Testament, and yeah, I'm seeing Jesus in the Old Testament. And while we're reading this, in Matthew 16, 6, we go to Matthew 16, 6. It says, Jesus said, take yeed and beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, in the Old Testament, he says, don't eat these seven days, no leaven. What does that mean? Don't put yeast in your bread. I want you to have plain bread, unleavened bread. And he says, watch out for the yeast. Because what happens? Yeast permeates through the whole thing. So what I've done, got up early this morning, me and the master, the missus, my wife, thank you, my early five o'clock this morning. So this over here is unleavened dough. It's the same recipe. It's the same size. When we made it, it was the same size. This is... Leavened dough, this is, it is okay? So the only difference is this little packet of yeast. This is heavy. This is light. This is dense. This has got a, it's got, it's blown up. So if I take it and I squish it, it makes bubbles. Okay? So we took that. And we said, okay, let's put that in oil. And, oh, I ate the one. (laughs) 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 But if you put the one in oil, you get fed cook. If you take the yeast and you put it in, in, you get fed cook. So we made it flat. That's not how you normally normally make a ball and it's a bigger thing. But we wanted to show exactly the same. So that's how it comes out. That's a fed cook. It rises. The other one was flat, I just doubted now. Then you make it a ball and you bake it. This is bread. This is the unleavened, and it's just a pita bread. You see, the difference is the yeast. Yeast makes things rise, it permeates through the dough. So if you take a little bit of yeast, you only need like five milligrams. And it leavens the whole mix. It leavens the whole mix. So if you put yeast in and you mix it, you are going to get fed cook. It's going to blow up. It's the same dough. Is it just like that Christians or people? People are like that. We all have two ears, two eyes, two legs, two arms, ten toes, and ten fingers. Okay? What makes the one hard and what makes the one pliable and soft? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the yeast of God in our lives. So when you go into a hot oven, you don't harden up, you rise up. When you go into hot oil, you don't just get hard. You rise up. You see, and this is where Jesus comes to our scripture of today. Please go to Matthew thirteen thirty-three. 33. There's another parable. He spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, the yeasted bread, which a woman took and hid in three measures of the meal till it was all leavened. You see, she just put it in there and eventually the yeast made its way through this whole thing. Jesus talking in a parable to people that staple food was bread. They didn't buy bread. They made their own bread. There was no pre pay. Can I grab a loaf? It's already made in a loaf. It's already cut. How, how do you want it? White bread, whole grain. No, no. They had to make the bread. They had to take the dough and work it with their own hands and put salt to flavor. And then they put yeast in it, leaven in it, so that it would expand and it would be a nice and light bread. You see, and bread, the old way, the bread that you make from maize that is not germinated, or there's no NGO in there where they they, um, formulate the seeds, but it's just original. The way God designed it is good for your heart. You can go do your research on that. The seeds that have been manipulated and worked with scientifically, that and the chemicals they add to that bread is not good for your heart. In the Bible, already, God says the bread's good for your heart. But it's that bread. It's not the bread that we buy off the shelf. And they knew when God said unleavened bread, it's time for unleavened bread. So why am I talking about Why is this so significant? We are, where are we now? We're in Resurrection Sunday. It's Passover Sunday. I'm asking, Lord, give me a sign that you are with us in our congregation. Give me a sign that you are dealing with us, that you are here, that we're not missing the mark. And God coordinates where we are reading in our family time, and he coordinates where we are reading in the congregation, and it all lights up with today. Resurrection Sunday. You see, Jesus Rises, raised from the dead. What does the scripture say? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. It's resurrection Sunday. It's Sunday of the rise. I mean, no man can coordinate that. No man can plan that out. No man can say we're going to read the yarn. We have to time all this so we yeah, this Sunday. You see, Without the resurrection, we have got no faith. Do you know that? Without resurrection, you and I are still in our sin. We've got no hope. The world will come and say, but prove that Jesus rose from the dead. Well, the Bible talks about, and Paul comes and he makes the argument and he says there were 300 people that saw Jesus resurrected after the crucifixion, after three days, different places, different times without talking to one another. 300 eyewitnesses. So could they, remember now, they didn't have WhatsApp. What's up? They didn't have WhatsApp. Hey, I just saw Jesus alive. To the guy on the other side of the city. They didn't have cars to drive there. And No, no. Jesus appeared to that one and appeared to that one and appeared to that one. And when they came together, they said, I saw Jesus resurrected alive. And then Jesus comes and stands in the middle of them and says, Thomas. Because of you, I did not have my hands healed and I didn't let my side heal. Come put your finger in here. Come feel that I'm flesh, I'm alive. And Thomas believed. The next reason is the prophecies that were fulfilled with the birth of Christ, the life of Christ, the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. All of them are fulfilled. You can go read Psalm 22. It's the crucifixion of Jesus. You can go read Isaiah 54. It's the crucifixion of Jesus. This is thousands of years before Jesus was even born. Thousands of years prophesied. He will come. He will be born of a virgin. He will, he'll, he'll, unto us is given a son. His name is Jesus. On him it will weigh the law and the government. And it, and it pleased God. I want you to get this. It pleased the father to strike him. I want you to get that. It pleased the Father. Why? Why would God get satisfaction from killing His own Son? Why? Why, why would it give Him so that you and I can be saved? Amen. So I will sacrifice one for all, for everybody. So how, but how can the death of one person pay for the sins of multitudes and multitudes and generations and generations of people's sin? You and my sin, and your forefather's sin, and your grandpa's sin, and your great great grandpa How can that pay for it? You see, if you take if you take all the animals and all the insects, and all the planets, and the galaxies, and the stars, and the moon, and you put it on a scale, you take everything that you know, all the knowledge, everything that we know, all matter, all intelligence, every life that's ever existed, and you put it on a scale, and you put Jesus on the other side, he outweighs all of that. The scale tilts because he is a holy God. By one word. He spoke, and there was light. He spoke creation into existence. He breathed, and you existed. He ordained your spirit at a certain time and a certain place so that you can be here right now for a time such as this, for a time such as this, in a society, in a world such as this, because he wants to use you the saved you, the resurrected you, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, when we receive him, John 1, 12, 13, and 14, when we receive him, not when we give our hearts, you cannot be saved by what you give because then you can boast. I gave my heart to God. No, that is haughty, prideful, boastful. I received him. He knocked on the door. I just opened and said, welcome in, sir. You can have all of me. You can t- you've can. you got the title deed of my life belongs to you now. See, God spoke that into existence for today, for now. He died on the cross so that he can save you. You see, it's not based on your own experience alone. Because what's the difference between the man that has gone to AA for the last 20 years and that's changed his life and he hasn't touched alcohol and you and I. What's the difference between the moral Muslim and you if you live morally, and the moral Hindu and the moral Mormon? What's the difference between that which changed him and you and I? If it's only based on my experience, what they don't have is atonement for our sins. They don't have an atonement. They only say, I'm going to live morally. I'm going to do my best to do everything right every day. I'm going to make myself tired living and acting right. And, you know, don't swear when you hit your finger with a hammer. No? Don't get on the horn when the taxi almost causes you to collide. And when a missus makes you mad, you just swallow it. You know? What do you call a man that apologizes when he's not wrong? Married. <laughs> they don't have atonement. Resurrection Sunday is the evidence of our atonement, that Jesus paid the price in full. For my sin, for my shortcomings, for what I've done wrong. He is the leaven. He brings the yeast to my life. He he rises up and he raises those up that believe in him. So that we will not taste the second death. So when I die, when I die and somebody tells you he's dead, you tell them he's a liar. He's just changed of address. He's just left this body for eternal body. Because he's resurrected in Christ. That's the promise of the resurrection. You see, when I receive Jesus, when I believe, do you? how does it work? The atheist will come and argue with it. How can you create something out of nothing? Well, you can't. God can. And you can't explain it scientifically. You can't go and say, this chemical plus this chemical caused that. Or this element and that element caused that. You can't go from a scientific place. You can only go by faith. All right? The resurrection. You know, no one saw the resurrection. No one was standing inside of that cave seeing Jesus being raised up. So they can't explain. It's inexplicable. I only saw the evidence of it. That he walked around amongst them. When they went to his cave, his grave, there he was. His clothes all folded up neatly. Jesus was a neat man. Okay, He made his bed. His cupboard was neat. He folded it up neatly. He put it there. And he walked, walking around, appearing to people. And then they saw him ascend to the right hand of the Father. Ascension is coming, but this is resurrection. Friday he was dead. Today he's alive. Today he's alive. That is who we worship. That song was so apt. Behold him. See in your mind's eye. Open. Jesus talking to so many people when he preaches and he says, He who has ears, let him hear. And he who has eyes, let him see. Do you think he was speaking to deaf mutes that are blind? He was talking to people like you and I, and he said, Open up your ears. Open up your eyes. The king of kings is alive. And that rhymed. It wasn't me. <laughs> You see, we're going to take communion now. It's Resurrection Sunday. When you take that communion, my wife and myself made, we're going to have, we're going to hand out unleavened bread this morning. We made it fresh this morning. It's not last night, it's this morning's. Okay. You take that with faith and say, Father, come and raise me up. Resurrect me. Resurrect the dead, the dead parts in me. Resurrect the dead relationship, the dead dreams. Resurrect that. Resurrect that. Bring, Lord, that same thing. Give me a boldness that I might speak, that I might be resurrected, that I might live. And where I go. I am going to bring somebody to Christ. And if I can't bring someone to Christ, at least I'm going to bring them to church. Each one, bring one. That's all God asks. Go get the neighbor, your friend, your brother, your sister. Go grab them by the hand. And and if you can't lead them to Christ, at least lead them to church. Any church that's worth their salt will pray most Sundays for you to receive Christ. To receive Him as your Lord and Savior. Won't you close your eyes and let's do that. Maybe you've done that once. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you're in this church and we do it most Sundays. It's an affirmation, a confirmation of our salvation. It's an affirmation, a confirmation where our trust lies, where our hope lies, where our salvation lies. Who our Redeemer is, our Savior is, our Lord is, our Healer, our Provider. Our protector and our shepherd. Every Sunday, when we pray this church, that's when we confess into the Spirit Lord, you are my God. Lord, you are my God. And something's going to give. And something's going to break because you're saying, Lord, you are my God. I am standing on your side, Lord. You are my Savior. You are my protector. You are my Redeemer. You are my deliverer. You are my strong tower and my fortress. You go before me. You make a way for me. You are my hope. You are my salvation. You are the crown of my head and the horn of my salvation, Lord. You are the lifter of my head. You are my strong tower. You are my shield. I will hide in you, Lord. I will not be scared, Lord. I will not be scared of the pestilence night I will not be scared about the crime and the criminal I'm standing in your shadow Lord you are my Savior you are my hope you are my Redeemer you led Israel out of Egypt and you will protect me the same way you go before me and you place your angels next to me to guard me and surround me. every time you pray it, add some faith into it say Lord you are the God of the breakthrough. You are the one that's going to cause the breakthrough in my life. You're going to level the mountains and raise the valleys so that I can walk and not dash my feet, Lord. And when I die and when I leave and when I go to the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me and they protect me and they guide me. Father, as we come as a church now, and we declare, pray after me, church, dear Lord Jesus, I believe, that you died on the cross, but that you rose today, that you are God, and there's none beside you. And you made a way for me to come to your throne of grace, obtain mercy in a time of need, by the tearing of your body, that I might come with boldness, And liberty, I can run to you, Father. Say, you are my Father. I believe it with my heart. And I confess it with my mouth. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, have my life, Lord. I want you to keep your eyes closed. If you have prayed that for the first time, this morning, or maybe you've prayed it for the hundredth time, and you felt the Lord do something in the inside of you, I want you to look at me, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You can hand out the communion. I want you to stay in this place. Father, we thank you for your presence. As we hand out the elements, we look upon you, Lord. And we want to thank you, Father, that you are willing to give your son. Jesus, we want to thank you for that you are willing to lay down your life for us. Though you were innocent, you became sin for us. we might be saved, that the way you were resurrected, that same Spirit would dwell in us. wedding favor, what did you get? Jesus
2: the Son of God Messiah Alpha and Omega, our God the risen Savior, oh be still and behold.
1: Worthy,
2: worthy, worthy to receive all praise. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy, worthy, worthy to receive
0: all praise. Father, we thank you so much, Lord. And I want you, I want you to see Jesus this morning. The prayer of my heart is that you would see Him this morning. You see, when He hung on that cross, it was the blood on the doorpost, the death pass you by. They put the thorns in his head to break the curse. The curse was because of your sin. By the sweat of your brow, the ground will be cursed with thorns and thistles. Father, we thank you so much. I want you to see Jesus this morning. His body broken for you. And he's saying on that cross, my son, my daughter, what you've done, everything, every single thing that you could have done wrong, where you come from, your family. It is finished. It's supposed to break your heart. That innocence died in your place. For every lie, every time you cheated, anything that you've done wrong, He took it on Him. He who knew no sin became sin for you. That we might become the righteousness of God. Thank you for your body Lord this is not your physical body this is just that so we remember your body being broken for us so we can be healed Lord, we take this as representation of your blood that paid the price for our sins. That you wash us clean and white us snow with your blood. Church, but I want you to see a resurrected Jesus this morning is no longer on the cross. Amen. If you see a necklace with Jesus on a cross or a cross with on it, He's no longer on that cross. He's alive. See Him resurrected. See Him resurrected in your life. See Him as the living God. Let's stand and we sing this song one more time from the beginning. The band can come up quickly. Let's give the drummer and everybody time just to take their positions. We're going to sing this song one more. Behold Him.
2: Across the pages of time he who made every living thing behold him he who heard humanity's cry left his throne to wake as a child he became like the least us. Oh The blind, the lost, and the lame Even now he is in our midst Behold him He who chose a criminal sin Paid with blood to settle our dead Buried death as he rose to life Oh
0: This day is the day that changes us. Lord, as that unleavened bread is so hard and it's so dry, so our lives are without you. Thank you, Lord, that life in you is lifted up. It is light, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father, and I come and bless your children. I bless them with the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, with the grace of our Father, and the fellowship of your Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Let's go have some coffee. If you want prayer, you're more than welcome to come to the front and we'll pray with you.
2: We are waiting and we are watching. We won't move without you. We won't move without you. We are hoping, anticipating. We won't move without you. We won't move without you. Let's see it together tonight. Spirit of God, fall. ground is holy. And we are trembling. You are here with us now. You are here with us now. We hear it moving. The wind of your presence. And you are sending us out. You are sending us out. Can we sing?